Now, some of you might think, well, that Marco, you're stupid because you can get it up to there. Well, yes, you could get it up to there, but that would take risk and time and usually capital. I want to buy on what it is today. I don't buy on the future. I don't buy Apple stock for what it's going to be in a year from now. I buy Apple stock what it is today, if I were to buy Apple stock. Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Hey, Marco here. I really wanted to share with you our earlier podcasts that we created. Now, our mics were not the best, but the content was really strong. And I know you will learn a lot. We had an absolute blast recording this, and I know you're absolutely going to love it as much as we loved recording it. This extremely content-rich information will not only give you the edge in your real estate investing business, but in everyday life. Enjoy. Welcome back. This episode, we're going to discuss what is a good deal. Can't tell you how many times on Facebook, people reach out to me and say, I have a deal, I have a deal, I have a deal. Can I get funded on this deal? I have a great deal. I have a great deal. It actually used to irritate me. It doesn't anymore because I realized that most people that in need of changing their lives who you know, are trying to do this on their own uh, believe whatever is being advertised and uh, don't recognize what a good deal is and what not a good deal is. So this whole episode is really to discuss those things and what to look out for and understand that just because it looks like a good deal doesn't mean it is a good deal. So let's have those discussions. Francesco, would you like to go first? Actually, I would like to go first. Well, there you oh, go. Thank you. That's unusual. That's what I was going to say. What's the last thing you said? No. I'm never going to say no. You that's know really that. weird. That's why you probably asked me. You know, Frankie will take it. It's like the Mikey commercial. Yeah, cereal. Give it to Mikey. He'll eat it. Give it to Frank. He'll, he'll take it first. Again, but this is probably an 80s commercial. Only four of you. It is an 80s commercial. About the reference. It's beyond you, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what is a good deal? And actually, sometimes what happens is the seller will actually convince you or trying to convince you that it is a good deal. I had a call this morning that the seller, the broker was on and the seller came on and I said, listen, I go, we wanted certain conditions before we buy it. Right. And that was the whole thing to make it a good deal. And they said, well, this is a, a 17 cap. Right. And I was like, well, listen, I don't know how you operate your own business and you may operate it one way, but we operate another mm-hmm. one because I don't want to get calls at night. I don't want uh, shit in the fan. And I told him politely, the expenses that you reported are not sustainable. They're not realistic based on our experience. So he's pitching it and really pitching it as a 17 cap, but it's not even close to it. Yeah, it might say pro forma where it could make this Oh, amount. it did say pro forma. Yeah. So the income we verified, that's not the problem. The yeah. income was verified. Right. You know, we matched up the... the the, the, so the bank income statements. Was there. The income was there. It that's was the expenses, expenses that, that were. That's where it usually is played, right? It's the expenses that he was playing. I was like, no, it is what it is. I changed the boiler. I did this. I did that. Granted, he did, but there's still maintenance and still in terms of the operation for the management. There's still things that he doesn't have disclosed there. Like, like no management fees, for example. Someone yeah. is taking care of the property themselves. So yeah. there has to be a management fee in there and a real management fee, not like 3%, 2%, or 500 bucks a month. You take a look at some of these things. Well, they put, it's a 56 unit apartment building and they have management 500 bucks a month. No one's going to work for 500 bucks to manage the place. Oh, well, there's someone inside that yeah. collects the rent and well, what if they die or they leave? Like it works now, maybe, but that's not a real expense. We're not nickeling and diming. We're trying to find real, the actual real expense. And it's going to be around 10% of the gross. And if it's less, great for you. But and, you got to plan but, that way. But if you buy it with 10% of gross and you actually end up paying seven, you save 3%. 
So it goes into your pocket. Anyway, continue. So on that one, it was exactly that. He didn't have management, not because he neglected to put it down. It's because he was management. So it's a small property, smaller property, and he lives there with his wife. So he would be the manager. And he said, he goes, no, no. So when I approached him, I said, hey, I said, listen, we got to put management in there because I'm not in the business of management, which I'm not. I'm in the business of buying real estate li- cash flow. They're not going to live there? You're not going to live there? I'm not like rent. So I, actually, I don't even know where the hell it was. To be honest with you. you don't so want to move there and have a new place? <laughs> no, I don't want to move there. Uh-huh. I'm very comfortable where I am. Uh, well, I'm not very comfortable. I don't like the cold, but I'm very comfortable in my own home. Thank you. So I'm not looking for a new place. But So it's not that he neglected to uh, put in management expenses. like, And this is the way he said it. he had an accident. I don't know where he's from, the Ukraine or something. He goes, you know, I, I take money. He goes, I put some in my pocket to, to live and buy food, and the rest goes in the bank. And for him, that's what his operations were. Yeah. And I go, but that's not our model. And I go, based on our experience, I didn't want to insult the guy, but based on our experience, his expenses are not realistic because I'm not looking to to move there, take some cash from the tenants, put it in my pocket when I need to go buy cereal and shit and pay for my car or whatever. That's just not the model we're doing. So from his perspective, he thinks I'm out to lunch. It's a 17 cap. What more do you want? Right? And he goes, you're not going to find this. No, I go, well, it's not really. And people, in the, he's again, persistence and convincing. And even the broker was, was agreeing. Convinced. Yeah. So it's easily to get into that trap where someone would think it's a deal. It's, yeah, it makes but sense. But sometimes it's also the son that doesn't understand how to do their own math. Like I had a deal that I was looking at and I'm taking the numbers. It was like 900,000 gross. And the asking was like 3.6 million. And it's a pretty shit deal. And so I tell him that. He's like, well, we calculated this is about a 20% return in your first year. I'm like, 20% return. 900 divided by 36 is 25. That's four. That's 25% return on gross. gross. So if your net is in the 20s, that means that you have, what, $200,000 worth of expenses? So let's take our formula. 10% for management, that's 90 grand. 10% for maintenance, another 90 grand. That's 180. That's your 200 right there. Yeah. And you have taxes. Any, yeah, taxes. What about insurance? What about the other shit? Yeah. What about utilities? If there are utilities. You yeah. have a small utility bill as the, the properties That's get right. there. An outside light, security measures. But if you don't know better, you just might take their word for it and buy it and then just realize that you're upside down. Yeah. So yeah. you have to know everything that you can about the property and understand that you can trust but verify. Well, what you just said, well, you sorry, Marco. What you just said right now, people are advertising that way. They're giving you the cap on the gross, so you got to be careful when you're reading mm-hmm. the OM or the brochure or whatever it is, the flyer, the flyer. And if it says twenty five cap on gross, and what sometimes they do is a cash on cash, yeah, right? right? They just assume. And they do the calculations. It's already in there. They yeah. assume you're going to get a mortgage. 75% mortgage. They do the interest rate and everything. And they know what your cash in will be, that 20% yeah. or 25 And then they'll show 27% return. That's your cash on cash they'll return. they'll include the capital a, on the mortgage. Which is a total different story than... Some it, even it, include appreciation. Yeah. They'll say, well, you're going to make 3% a year or 4% a year in appreciation. How do you know the future? Like, yeah. If that's the case, like, why aren't you keeping it? Right. So it could be a deal, but it's not the deal that they're advertising That's or right. the deal that they're pitching or the deal that they really think in their hearts. It's a 27. This guy's out telling you, he doesn't want to buy my property. Screw him. It's a 17% cap. Let's talk about the major traps yeah. uh, to, to recognize if it's a good deal or a bad deal. So first of all, is it pro forma, which we've discussed yes. in a previous uh, episode. Uh, if it's pro forma, forget it. It's garbage. Now, some of you might think, well, that Marco, you're stupid because you can get it up to there. Well, yes, you could get it up to there, but that would take risk and time and usually capital. I want to buy on what it is today. 
I don't buy on the future. I don't buy Apple stock for what it's going to be in a year from now. I buy Apple stock what it is today, if I were to buy Apple stock. And don't get confused by you can't buy a property that has pro forma numbers. It's what are you paying for it today? And if you're paying Correct. for it today what it's worth today and that you are open to putting the capital improvements necessary to get it to pro forma because that's going to be a return for you, that's fine. That's a real estate strategy that's called optimization and you can do that. But don't buy the property or purchase price based on the future value that you're going to get because that's where you're going to get and that's going to hurt a lot. That's a very good distinction. Thank you. I wasn't clear on that. So you're right. Make sure that you're buying on today's numbers and again, below wholesale. And there's a process get to getting it, getting it there. Good deals are created. Uh, they're not found. If you find a 17 cap online, it's most likely not a 17 cap. It's most likely a 10 cap that has a whole lot of expenses that have been removed, which we're going to get into in a second. So pro forma, big red flag. Another sort of red flag is, are all the expenses really there? Are they accounting for a management expense, a real management expense of around 10%? Are they maintenance. A, a maintenance expense, thank you, uh, of at least 10%? Is the insurance actually there? I've seen with yeah. agents, fancy brochures, and there's no insurance or even taxes. They forgot to pay the property taxes. If you don't pay property taxes, you lose the property. You got to pay the property taxes. Make sure that those four major expenses and utilities make sure that it's a reasonable expense. Mm -hmm. If you're paying, if it's a multifamily and there's 50 tenants in there and you're paying the power or the water, uh, the water bill can't be, or the power bill can't be 500 bucks a month. Mm -hmm. They'll underreport those expenses and it will totally skew the actual return that you're going to be getting. Because we want to buy this from a hands-off perspective, not an owner operation perspective. Mm -hmm. So make sure those expenses are actually there. And if you take the income, the actual income that is non-pro forma, the actual income, and if it's 100% occupied, Again, you can't use that. I would adjust it to around 92%. Mm -hmm. That would be fair. So if, if it's a 95% occupied, take away 3%. If it's 80% occupied, leave it the way it is. Deduct the actual expenses that should be there based on the utilities and everything else. And that should give you your actual net income. And from there, see what the market cap rate is for that area mm -hmm. and see if it's actually below market or at market. And then your job, which is not going to be on this podcast or this video or whatever media that you're watching this through, because we're broadcasting through multiple channels, is this at the right discount in order to protect the investors that are around you? And what other things not to get blinded by the shiny objects that can show up on an OM? Seller financing available. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Assumable loan all these things are tools that you can use eventually, but if they're putting it out there, everybody prefers to have cash now than have cash later in general, for the most part. Usually. Usually. Yeah. There are exceptions, but for the most part, especially when you're working on the smaller properties. So if they're putting this out there, it's because they know that the property is overpriced and they want to help you get into it at a smaller cash amount, which is probably what most people's issue is, is not finding enough cash to get into the deal. So be careful with that. It's not because they're offering it that it means it's a good deal. I mark with you talking about pitfalls where we're talking about where people use the gross as for their cap or mm -hmm. the cash on cash. Actually, you mentioned utilities, and I just found this recently. One of them which was trying to pull. I don't know if they were trying to pull a fast one, but what they did is they said that the tenants pay utilities. But what, in fact, they did on their rent roll, if someone was paying $500 and the utilities, they had some kind of a rubs and they paid an extra... Hundred dollars. Explain what rubs just for those who don't know what that is. It's basically. Because it sounds creepy uh, when you well, say it. 
it's not the rub when you have a bad back and with a cream right in like that, but it rubs you is just to put it, the cream in there. It's a shared utility agreement where basically there's one meter. Mm-hmm. Okay. For the whole community or for the whole complex. Which the owner gets the bill. The owner gets the bill. But it's shared equally, and this is in the lease agreement, so there's no surprise. And it's shared equally amongst the, the tenants that are there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they share it equally, so each month, and that can fluctuate each month as mm-hmm. well, too, right? Based on water consumption, based on water electricity consumption. So, what this individual did, and this is common, I, I've seen it a few times now, and you got to be really careful when you're looking at it, is if the rent roll shows $700 and they had a, a rubs in place, so they would show $700, but out of that $700, only $500 is really the rent. So they would show $700 a month times, whatever, 30, 30 units. So their revenue seems higher and the tenants pay utilities, utilities. which is not lying. They're not lying. Mm-hmm. They are paying utilities, but the rent is clearly not $700. And they're, and they're, and, yeah, and they're hiding the utility bill. So you have to be careful of those traps as well. So yeah. there are, understand that you have to really look into what someone is doing. They're selling the property. Understand that they're selling the property. So these are salesmen that are presenting you something and it's on the buyer to do their due diligence to see if this actually makes yeah. sense. It's not on the agent or the seller. If I want to put my property up for $100 million, there's no law that says that I can't. That's right. I can sell it for whatever the hell I want. I just need the one guy or the one lady or the shim that wants to pay a lot more for the property because of whatever, whatever the circumstances would be. So understand that it, the onus is on us as the buyer to sniff out the bullshit. It's mostly bullshit. But they're not necessarily doing it intentionally either. Most agents, they're putting a flyer together or some sort of sales piece or an OM, an offering a memorandum. They're just going off of what will sell best, what will look sexiest. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, there are a lot of people that want to buy a property and be the owner-operator. So they're happy to go into the property and manage the tenants and make $150,000 a year and manage tenants because they had a job that was paying them $50,000 a year and that they hated. And now they're going to go into this position and be a landlord and make $150,000. So it makes sense because they have the credit and maybe some cash and that's the kind of buyer that they want to attract. And that's interesting because it just means that a good deal is really relative to you and a good deal for one person may not be a good deal for another and vice versa so it really depends on if you want to be an, op- an owner operator or a manager then some deals might be more for you because the return will be different but if you're looking at it from the perspective of the way we do it which is freedom we want to be yeah free have our time and hands off as much as possible with systems in place a deal with that requires someone to be there to be able to make a return is not for us yeah the only way that I want to make money is if I'm not involved. I'll be involved to put it together. Until closing. And then I'm done. Yeah. I'll be involved to maintain and manage the property a little bit, but I have those people in place, like Brett, yeah. uh, for me. He's the person that manages the portfolio. So when there's a problem, they talk to him. And if there's a problem that he can't handle, then I, he talks to me. Mm-hmm. So I have one person that I get to talk to, and he deals with his position. Is That's what he's paid for, is to handle all the things that need to be handled. Mm-hmm. And he has an assistant that helps him with that. So that's just how I structured because I have enough assets to be able to support that. Yes. At first, mm-hmm. I have to do everything, which is fine. And then as soon as you have the right amount of beans to be able to take care of things, then you have a lot more freedom at that point. But again, a deal can be relative. I know some people that love seven caps. Yeah, I won't touch anything unless it's a 15. So everyone has a different level of risk tolerance. And a deal is different for everyone.
but understand that, look at the real numbers as they are, make sure that it's not the nut fluff numbers. It's just the jazz finger number that is on either LoopNet or Craigslist or any of the other uh, platforms where there's property. Make sure that you really understand that what's being offered is not always what the reality is. And don't get seduced by shiny words like owner financing, seller finance. Uh, Focus on price first and then go into terms later, which could be another topic. Which is another topic, yeah. ADT, assets at discount first and then terms. And that's that. So hopefully this was informative and make sure you know if it's a good deal and a really good deal. Know it's a good deal versus think it's a good deal. Very important. It's the the foundation. It is. If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for a life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to getdealsbytuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, This course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to GetDealsByTuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Mm